Hello and welcome to Fancy Blather podcast. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. So lovely to have you here again. This week we have a super exciting episode with Arthur, who is a friend of a friend. I guess he's now technically my friend too. And his friend, Lewis. So they're going to be talking about all the things they've been doing to get more BAME educators working in their past school that they obviously went to school in in the past. So I'm going to keep this intro pretty short and snappy as our interview took a little bit longer than we expected, but so many amazing points and I really, really urge everyone to listen to this, take notes if you want. Um, They nailed it and follow them on Instagram. All of their social medias will be in the show notes along with, of course, the show's social medias and you can keep up to what's going on with the work they're doing also on our website www.fancyblether.com so yeah let's just hop into it so we will start off with everyone's favorite and when I say everyone's favorite I just mean my favorite small wonder of the week I feel like I need a jingle or something from for that but we're not there yet we're not a professional so yeah, so my small wonder of the week, we are throwing it back. We're throwing it back 2000 style. I have fallen back in love with my CD player. Maybe you'd call it a boom box. I'm not really sure. I just got a CD player. Super old CD player. It's a CD cassette radio portable. So it's obviously a CD player. It's also a cassette tape player and also has the radio. And I just found it, dusted it off. It needs a little bit more of a dust to be fair at my parents' house and I have been listening to, of course, Folklore by Taylor Swift on it non-stop and also, sorry, people who are not Swifties, I'll just say one thing just for a second. I am so obsessed with the bonus track, The Lakes. I don't know if it's because it's lyrically so impressive or maybe it's just because it talks about poets and I'm like, yes, my my literature self is like thriving in this song. So really big thing. I actually think The Lakes might be my favourite song of all time a little bit controversial we'll see maybe not maybe not so that's my small under of the week a good old cd player just nothing beats it nothing beats it yeah so now we will kick on into so this week i should say i am obviously highlighting a charity in our charity spot of the week that was chosen by our guests arthur and lewis and the charity that i spot in the charity spot they are super important but i'm just going to quick talk you're welcome for that I'm going to quickly talk about what I'm engaging with this week and this week I've really been paying attention to the media but I guess more so the social media side of the media because the media is not being very I mean that's a literally um, an understatement of the century the media is being really terrible what's new let's do better Britain maybe unlikely but um the refugees are just having not that they haven't been before but recently the media and uh pretty pretty Patel whatever her name is don't care about her don't like her um has just been a really horrible person to put it lightly I will be doing an episode all about refugees and the supposed migrant migrant in quotations crisis in the future I reckon that's probably going to go up the first week of September and we'll be with my co-host of small talk Naomi but it will be on this episode the long one because I just think people need to 
wake up, educate themselves and stop being so horrible and racist and xenophobic and yeah, just yeah. So anyway, we're trying we're trying to keep this short. So basically, I really really recommend that you just check out Choose Love's social medias, check out their website, but also check out them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They have all of their work on there. I'm actually currently sitting here whilst I'm recording this wearing a Choose Love t-shirt. Choose Love does the most incredible things where you can buy stuff at their store which will be given to refugees rather than to you so if you're not sure what to get someone for their birthday they already have everything that could be the perfect present and right now they're asking you to write to your MPs write to Sky News and other news outlets who've been horribly and unfairly and unjustly reporting on the refugee crisis and on people struggling in the channel as if they're on a nature show and something or something like that and they're taking away the humanity of these people and we shouldn't stand for it anymore so please take the time to check out Choose Love on all social medias so that is what I'm engaging with this week a little bit different normally I know it's like a book or something like that or course but this week it's just their social media and it's really important to keep yourself educated and in check. So before we crack on into the main part of the episode with Arthur and Lewis, I just want to do our, well normally this section would be our poem of the week, but because this episode's quite long already, I'm just going to do a quote this week. We're going to change it up. And this quote is by Anne Frank. Um, I'm sure everyone knows who Anne Frank is. And the quote is simply, How wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. And I think that quote really rounds up what this episode is all about, about making change and starting to improve the world from your own back garden outwards. So yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. Hello, so Kirsty, just popping in here. If you are new to the show, every week instead of an ad, I include one charity spot of the week. And this week, the charity was chosen by Arthur and Lewis, and they chose the Show, Re- show Racism, the Red Card charity. This is a charity that actually is quite near and dear to my heart too. I actually was involved with this in this charity and doing work via my school for this charity around primary five, primary four, and I find that it was such an important message that they were sending out there and they were doing incredible work with children and they're quite involved in football as well. So yeah, that's kind of how I got involved because I played football and things like that. So Show Racism, the red card, is the UK's leading anti-racism educational charity and like most charities, you can get involved by contacting them and finding out more on their on their website which is theredcard.org so very very simple they have education stuff on there they have publication stuff on there media a shop a way to donate news and events a blog a bit about their story they do a wear red day each october to raise money and they have a bunch of incredible resources for schools and other people who may require it they've got a quality training on there and I think it's super super cool that they include all of this and you can get access to all of this for free and yeah they're just a really epic charity so you should definitely check them out so it's show racism the red card um particularly of course check out the education page educate yourself if you're a teacher have a look if you're a head teacher have a look for your whole school um super cool so again their website is theredcard.org so no, no www or anything like that yeah so enjoy the rest of the episode 
Okay, so this week's episode, we have Arthur and Lewis, and they're going to talk to us a little bit about um, how they've worked to get more BAME representatives in education. Um, I guess just working in education, I don't know if you want to like expand on that a little bit. So just like having more diversity, I don't think diversity is a like, complex word, but having more representation, and particularly focused on your old school, which we'll say, I don't know if you, so it's in, where is it, sorry again? So but it's like in the just north, the area. It's in the northeast, um, specifically Newcastle, but it's in the northeast of England. Um, and it's also a Catholic school, secondary, secondary Catholic school with a sixth form as well. Cool. So we're going to talk a bit, little bit about their work and what they've been doing to try and create change in their past education environment. I don't know if you guys just want to start off by introducing yourselves, uh, just like a one minute bio, like an elevator pitch, if you will, if you will, and then how you know each other. I feel like it's fairly obvious, but <laughs> just say it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, my name's Arthur. I am 21 years old. Um, I've just finished uni. Both of us have. Um, we, are from, we are from the northeast. We are both from Newcastle. Um, yeah, we both went to this school as well um, for only five years. So we went from year seven to year 11. Um, and then after that, we went to both. We went to different sixth forms, but we met in um, that school in about was it year? I think it was year eight, wasn't it? Something like how year eight. That? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know English. Oh school yeah, it's them. different, isn't it? Oh god. Yeah, how oh, how well, we were like, I think we, we met. We, were, we weren't really friends in year seven. That's when you're like, yeah. How old are you? Like eleven and twelve. I think you're like eleven. Okay, and 12. so that's like first year. Okay. Yeah, and then we, we became yeah. really good friends. We were like thirteen. So yeah, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. So like the Scottish people listening, that's like us too. Right. And then like you <laughs> left six form is kind of like S six, but it's different. I don't know. We left just before we left just after GCSEs and before A levels. So we went to do A levels somewhere else. I don't know if that means anything to you guys either. But yeah, if you guys are listening yeah. in England, you'll know exactly what we mean. <laughs> GCSEs, um, I think. It's, well, it's changed now, but it used to be, GCSEs used to be, like, standard grades. And A-levels was, like, higher than I didn't know it was different in Scotland. Wow. Yeah, it's really different. But, um, but there's kind of, like, GCSEs is kind of between two Scottish things. And then, like, it's just, it doesn't match oh. up. It doesn't, correla- doesn't correlate exactly. Oh, I thought it correlated, like, identically. Oh, fair enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I'm sure anyway. people can just Google it. It's not, it's yeah. not rocket science. You can sit in high school. Um, cool. So you guys obviously met in school. Um, so I guess obviously the listeners listening might not know about the letter or the email slash letter that you sent to the school and what your aim was with that. So I don't know if you want to give like a summarization of what that was, just so people at home know. Mm-hmm. So if this was absolutely Arthur's like spearheaded the whole thing um obviously with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything coming to fruition over the past few months it seemed like instead of just posting stuff on social media or um you know doing that like what what can you do to actually make real change Mm -hmm. and um making a letter and like a petition seemed like a really appropriate thing to do um, to try and um, get the school in, uh, involved in, on board and luckily we got to have a meeting with them and it was um, 
yeah, it was really successful. There was a lot of a good that's going to come out of it, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And before you're talking about like what, what we actually want, wanted to do, I think in terms of the representation, we wanted to, our main goal is that you, this teaching staff should reflect the diversity of the, the student body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you, like when we were talking with them, um, a lot, some of their points were like, oh, but in Newcastle um, and in, in the Northeast in general, there's not, there's like quite a low percentage of um, BAME people um, mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the country. Um, but the idea is that it, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter that the, there's a low population. It's the fact that they, in this school, there's 30, 30% of the students are BAME. And so that should be reflected in the workforce. And if that means mm-hmm. um, changing your recruitment strategies, going to a more national level for recruitment, then that's yeah. what has to be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, exactly. I think that's just a, a bit of an excuse, to be honest, is to say, well, that there's not that many in this community, but people often yeah. like move for yeah. work to take a job. That mean, so. yeah. we, 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 when, we started, when we started the letter, we... Um, mm-hmm. We did, we did, we, me and Lewis together, um, as well with a bit of help from another friend, we did compose um, a letter that we proposed to send off to the senior leadership team. Um, mm-hmm. So we did that on, I think it was like a Thursday or on a Friday. This was in the med- middle of the, like Lewis said, in the middle of the BLM period. And we both just felt that, I don't know, not that the petitions online or the posts online or the stuff that you see on Instagram wasn't, helping but obviously we just wanted to be more I like know, direct more, more like direct and more active about the issue especially yeah, because I think, everybody did have in their minds that blm was a thing now yeah i think it's important to create active change in your own life um yeah. as much as you can post things online and on social media and can find yeah exactly if and you're we, not doing anything thought, active we thought that going via the school route would be a great place because we as an we sort of believe that um change within the school is somewhere where if Mm -hmm. not obviously not like immediately but within five ten years if you change the minds of the younger people within the country or within whenever the region then within 10 years 20 years it hopefully will become more diverse because we do yeah. realize that diversity isn't it's an ongoing issue and it's something that does change gradually obviously it would be it would be great if there was more change already because diversity mm-hmm. and multi, multi-ethnicity has been a thing in the UK for like a few decades at least people have people are aware of it and we have started becoming more active yeah. um, towards it but we do realize that it's not like a quick fix still even to this day so we did think, plan on like mm. um like one of the ideas is that the school has quite a good reputation and um it can have a lot of influence like um mm. over a lot of other schools and it's also it's an academy right isn't it it's an academy yes now so it, it's changed. linked yeah. to other biggest big so schools it's got like a big well. network yeah exactly Pretty much, yeah, yeah. it's what the um the school has won several awards recently in 2011 2017 about being a national support school a teaching school which mm-hmm. basically meant that they are the le- they are one of the leaders in teaching training for the northeast region um, yeah. and they also provide leadership development and school improvement support to other schools in the region so we thought by going 
towards this school in particular. Plus, we also have our you know own experiences at that school that hopefully this this um, I don't know how the solutions that we provide will hopefully leak into other schools in the region as well, um, and they'll follow suit. Um, but yeah, like we said, we um, we made the letter basically um, at the start of the weekend. And we posted it on Facebook and we got it shared. It got shared quite, I don't know specifically, but it did get over 100 likes and quite a few, quite a few shares, over 20 or something Were you like surprised that. by how quickly it was picked up by others, like by like such a large number? Did that shock you or was that something you were kind of expecting going into it? Um, I was quite shocked personally. I don't know about Lewis, but I was quite shocked about how many... I thought people would, I thought people would get behind it, but... Um... Yeah, like when it got over 100, I was like, oh my God. Because um, mm -hmm. even if we had a half that number, it still would have made some kind of impact. So it shows yeah. um, it's an issue that, um, you know, people... People were think thinking about, about yeah, it. Yeah. Was, it was only, it was, we did set, but we sent, we posted it on Facebook. I think it was Thursday or Friday. And then we sent it off mm -hmm. to the school. I think it was Tuesday morning. So it was okay. only two, it was about two, three days that we got, it was, it was about 120 signatures ranging from, because we yeah. asked for people to put when they left the school and yeah. obviously their name. Um, so we eventually got like a list of, like we said, of over 100 people ranging from so many like cross-section of the whole, like, yeah. The, like, the yeah, yeah, yeah when they went to school. People that have recently yeah. just left to people that have left the school in, I think it was the earliest one we had was something like 2012 or 2013. So okay. we did manage to get it out to a lot of people considering we only posted it on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. And once we did reach that over 100 point, we got to about 120, we sent it off to all the, um, all the senior leadership, members of the senior leadership team of that school. We found that we worked out how to send it to them directly. Um, yeah. We had a bit of bother trying to, we wanted it to basically reach the, we wanted it to reach the team directly to get a response from ideally the head teacher, which we did get but we didn't want to go through the channels of the secretary and the reception staff. Yeah, I know so that makes we, sense because it just becomes a lot of like, yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't, we, yeah, we didn't. I'm surprised mm. how hard it is to actually directly contact that mm. person. <laughs> I, I thought it would be, mm -hmm. I thought you, they, the number would be online and it's, um, yeah, it's quite hard it, to was, do. it was, it was quite difficult to, um, we, we did uh, the only, the only way we could contact the school, um, bearing in mind, obviously, this was in the middle of lockdown. School wasn't yeah. open. We are aware of that, but we we basically wanted them to give us the email for the head teacher, um, mm -hmm. and we had to go through via his via the school's receptionist, the reception team. Um, that was quite difficult, even though asking for saying that it was a personal issue or we just wanted to go directly to him. Um, they were quite reluctant to give us it. They were the only thing that they would give us was his secretary. Again, we didn't want to go through, I don't know, different people. We just wanted yeah, to get directly channels. to him. Uh, yeah. Long, and long story short, we 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 discovered how to get to this, how to get the schools, how, the members of the school team's email address, um, working out this like the, the school email the, that they posted, yeah. like the oh, structure okay, of like the, the email structure. Yeah. 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 Um, so when we did find that out, we, I basically asked the reception team, is this basically how you do it? And she said, yes, we can't tell you how to do it, but yes, you've worked it out. Um, so then we got that. Mm -hmm. they, so we, they have a staff list in the school of each department, um, each, um, 
every member of the senior leadership team, full name, second name. Um, so yeah, we sent it all to them. I think it was about 10 we got. It only blocked, one of the emails got blocked um, because it was an outside email, but it managed to get to nine of the senior leadership team, which was quite, I don't know, nice, I guess. Quite a direct no, is, way of doing yeah, No, that's a good way because otherwise it just becomes a bit of a like, too many cooks in the kitchen and I think it becomes like a topic exactly. that they always talk about but they never actually address. Because I, like mm. having worked in education, I have been in positions and meetings where I think that the issue, not the issue, the, I don't like that word, that, um, <laughs> it's the word, <laughs> that like what they needed to address could be addressed without talking to like uh, many other people about it. Yeah, so exactly. Like like kind of have to force the hand a bit. Like you have, yeah, to, be exactly. bit, you have to be a bit cheeky, I think. <laughs> yeah, but that's the I whole point. That's, like, that's the point though. But also you're coming from the perspective of an ex-pupil, so it's not like you're somebody who's an outsider on the school who has no knowledge of that, the school. Yeah, that was, that that was of... an issue as well, because we did, I did mention that I, I did give the reception staff my name. Um, when I left the school, they asked, me, they asked for that information. But then again, she, they, she was quite reluctant to give mm -hmm. me the email, which I just thought was a bit, I don't know. I, I get it, data protection and whatever, but it's a school email. It, 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 it should be public. There should be a public way to direct your, yeah, exactly. Your, to write, direct something to the head teacher, but yeah, um, yeah. But basically, we did get we sent it off within twenty four hours. We got an email back from the head teacher and only the head teacher. I'm assuming the other staff got the email, but they, I'm assuming, got told not to reply to it. Um, but we got a response from the head teacher where he was very, he wasn't defensive. I think that's the best way to put it. I, I don't know if Lewis can agree uh, with that. He wasn't. He wasn't. I wouldn't say he's defensive, but like, I think he, he, like he knew, he knows it's an issue and he can't mm -hmm. ignore it and he wants to keep some kind of integrity. So, um, I didn't feel like, um, patronized or anything, but okay. oh, definitely not. we definitely, we really had to like put the points across really clearly and make sure with mm -hmm. the, with the letter, we did try to be as assertive as possible, but also not, not, um, we didn't want to just call them. We didn't want to be confrontational, which mm -hmm. the response that we got, he acknowledged that we weren't confrontational, we were constructive, and that he wasn't going to be defensive. Um, so from the email exchanges that we did get, it seemed quite positive leading up to the point where we said, oh, let's set up a meeting. Um, mm -hmm. But then even at the meeting, it wasn't very, it wasn't as defensive as I would, we would think. It was quite, no. yeah. they were quite open with their information, the facts and everything. They did, they um, seemed like they wanted to know what they could do. They just wanted to know, like. Yes, definitely. They, they wanted to make sure that we had think like ideas of how, and solutions. Yeah, because maybe it's something yeah. they have known about, but they, they weren't aware that other people were so aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that can be that. something that, and then it's like, we've been trying to think of solutions, but we're not really sure. So maybe somebody else's perspective. It'd be mm -hmm. of use yeah. so you might as well like, create a good relationship through that like there's no point in like just like aggressively emailing someone like that doesn't get anyone anywhere so yeah exactly it didn't we were trying to be as nice but also mm -hmm. you know, direct the issue at the same time um, but, I think, but it did work out you know. i think one part about your letter that i really liked was that you pointed out things that the school kind of have as their ethos or their values or whatever you like to call it within yeah. and i think that's very important is that it as a because a school is at the end of the day a community and I think if you're gonna put these ethoses and morals and put these values out mm. to the pupils and ask that they 
live up to these, you have to, as a, you have like, to as follow the, suit. do the same, you have to is, lead by example. So. Especially because they're a school and everything that they mm. expect you to do is to be led by example. That was the one thing that we thought it had to be addressed to this school as in particular was that it was a Catholic school. And um, mm -hmm. we went to that school personally and we know how, I don't know, how the amount of like assemblies we've had about like equality, diversity, like mm -hmm. okay. lots of different about events, and you you can do all the events you want, but if you don't have the teachers and the role models that are there, mm -hmm. then there's literally no point because that there was no uh, there was yeah it's the sorry, teachers there. that are going to to like make change and they're the educators at the end of the day, yeah, and if if the diversity isn't reflected in the workforce then there's just no point and, it, and how are you going to get different perspectives in your like exactly. education career if you're all from the and same that, place they're not fulfilling that ethos or anything or mm -hmm. anything that they stand for any catholic values you know mm -hmm. yeah. that was what that was one and not annoying but it was just one of those things where they couldn't hide from it they can like lewis said you can have as many events as you want which there were um, multi-ethnicity events and whatever and mm -hmm. also talking about diversity within PSHE and um, our um, religious studies but at the end of the day if you have a school a workforce of for example 100 people and 100 staff and like five percent of them if that of, of a, of a um, non-white background then it's you, you. It doesn't make sense. It just it just doesn't yeah. correlate for us. You can't at least preach it diversity if you don't represent diversity. Within. If you don't represent it yourself. Because in the school in particular, they had um, how much? How many? How many? That's what I was going to say. I'm sure. Well, oh, it was thirty percent. Thirty percent. Something. Yeah, it was something like thirty percent of um, twenty to thirty percent were BAME pupils, but okay. the, the so staff. Mm, but the staff workforce, there was 90 in the school in particular, I've got it here. Um, I think there was 90 full-time staff and two, mm -hmm. two were from a BAME background. Okay. Which, and yeah, not very... in the school in particular. In the senior leadership team, there was no BAME staff. So, you know, <laughs> there, <wasn't, laughs> there has to be a correlation. There, you, like, there's nothing there. There has to be a mm -hmm. correlation between... Um, Ultimately, there just has to be a correlation between the diversity in the pupils and the diversity in the staff workforce. And yeah, there wasn't. So it needs and how to be can you speak to the pupils' experiences and like to the experiences of BAME people if you don't have any staff that are actually able have actually lived that? Then it feels a bit, and yeah. I mean, it doesn't even feel a bit like it is just fake. Do you know, obviously, like I'm not saying that other people don't have a valid view, but if you haven't lived that, you're not going to have the same perspective. And I think that you're exactly. taking that away from those pupils. And that's like, I think that education is one of the most fundamental staffing stones. Exactly. Like obviously school's not everything, but in terms of grades, but like what you learn in school is something that mm -hmm. will stick with you for most of your life. So I think it's super important that you're able to build off of a good foundation. But um, I guess going off of that, um, just to make it a little bit more personal, what do you think, how do you think your lives, like either of you, how do you think your lives would have changed if you'd had a better representation? Obviously don't know for sure, but how do you imagine your lives would have changed if there was a, more of a representation of being people within the school staff? Like how do you think that would have um, impacted your school experience? So 
I don't know if we mentioned because you guys can't see us. Um, I'm from a I'm a mixed race background, so I would I consider myself from a BAME background. I'm um, what is it that they fill out on the forms? I'm white, I'm black, African, and mix. Uh, black, African, and white. So yeah, um, so my so one of my parents is white and one of them's black. Um, so I would I would assume that me and Lewis would have different experiences of. I think mm-hmm. for me, it would hit more personally about seeing more BAME stuff than it would Lewis. Lewis, who is um, from a white British background. Um, personally, for me, it would have just made it would have just made me realise that people that people of a BAME background could achieve could achieve a job role as because uh, because at the time you do th- believe that a teacher is one of a it's quite an honourable job role yeah. to have. It's an honourable profession. Job. And it's an important job to have that, you know, responsibility to teach the future generation. And for me to see no, no, for me to not get taught by any black members of staff or bay members of staff five years that I was at the school, um, it basically just made me feel, it just made me believe that being, te- being teachers couldn't exist, which in this day and age is not something that, children need a child needs to think at such a young mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. um at any age really but to when it's ingrained at you at such an early age you i believe that a lot of being pupils are put off from but dreaming that they could have a job role as like a teacher or other job you know other job roles of a similar profession yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah i don't know about lewis though well for me obviously i'm speaking from a place of like privilege because obviously I have all the representation there like basically all the teachers are white do you know what I mean so how I think for people like me people who are um white um I think whatever if if they have any kind of racial biases because of like systemic racism or whatever seeing Mm -hmm. black teachers would remove some of that racial bias and may- maybe it would have, maybe if I have any kind of racial bias that I'm kind of unaware of or whatever, maybe that wouldn't exist because if I'd seen like BAME teachers, um, but I just think it's a good, it's a good thing for everyone just to see that representation. It, it gives you like a better a view of society and um, yeah, diversity and equality. And I just think you can't go wrong. And I think it benefits and helps everyone in that sense. Yeah, no, I think that is as well, because when you're younger, I mean, I think that personally, I think that kids get a hard time that they don't have their own brains when they really do. But um, I do think that when you're ingrained in a society with a lot of younger people, there's kind of a pressure to conform to what the norm is, if you like, like in um, quotes. Um, And I think if you don't have a representation of teachers who are anything but white, then you can't, like, how can you understand society as a whole and I think as well it can subconsciously give you racial bias when you get older and when you are in a more diverse place you become aware that you've been kind of blinded by the way you've grown up or the school that you've been in and things like that and I think as much as um, white people can be allies and can be um, what's the word? Can be useful in that sense. Useful is maybe not the best word, but can be helpful in that sense. <laughs> like they um, support <laughs> and yeah, can be supporters in that sense. They're never gonna have the experiences that people who are BAME have, and that's something that is not gonna change. And I think exactly. that 
how can you break down the privilege if you don't even have that the school aware that they have a privilege kind of thing yeah. that makes sense so i totally like see where you're coming from i guess we can just hop into now like what solutions so obviously you said you had a obviously we're in the middle of covid19 still it's probably the first time we've had that on this podcast because i just call it the c word um <laughs> yeah, not the other one because that's we don't use that because that's derogatory to women but um anyway so, um you said you had a zoom call with the senior management team right or was it with yeah. like just the head teacher? Was there a couple of them or what was that? So um, after a few email exchanges with the head teacher, he suggested mm -hmm. a Zoom call. I think it was early July. Um, mm -hmm. So he invited me and Lewis. Um, right. He also invited other people who did sign the um, petition if they wanted to be included. We, me and Lewis thought at best for especially for the big, like the first meeting with them. Like you said yeah. before, too many cooks in the kitchen. We thought that just having me and him, me and Lewis there, um, as well as the head teacher and the deputy, deputy head teacher, mm -hmm. um, it would just, I don't know, the meeting would just go more smoothly. That's just a nice number. Yeah. yeah, it was just a nice even number to have. Um, so there was only four of us when we did do the Zoom call. It lasted, I think it was about an, it was about an hour. Um, okay. I don't know. Do you want to say how the meeting went or I, what we did? What I was I was really nervous. I don't know about you, um, mm. but once I got into it, it was fine. I felt I felt like the, the um, they had a lot of respect for us for doing it. They and, did. Um, they, they did, did mention seem, that. They, they were really eager uh, to get some solutions, and um, so. Should we just start with like saying the solutions? Yeah, yeah. what solutions did you guys come up with? I want to know what was the result um, you like of the meeting. So, so before the meeting, obviously, mm -hmm. we, me and Lewis did our prep. Um, so we looked at a few articles. It, they, were, they, were, they were quite scarce online, but we did find a few reports um, and a few um, essays, dissertations, I guess you could call them, um, of people that also, you know, were talking about this issue. Um, so mm -hmm. we did take a few points from them um, and did tell, obviously, we did tell the senior leadership team. But some of the, some of the um, solutions that we had were de the development of um, formal and informal support networks for BAME staff. Mm -hmm. So the more BAME staff that they included, we would in the school we wanted to basically a support network for them where they wouldn't have where they you know would feel like their values are getting or their points are getting taken seriously um if that does have to be a separate team within the school then so be it and they were quite happy with that um what else we had um setting targets obviously in the uk i think it's the equality equalities act um there can't be quotas so mm -hmm. as as easy it would be for this issue, I guess you could say, um, to say that, oh, by, tw by 2025, from each year, there has to be at least five black members of staff in the school. Yeah. Um, that, was, that, that as a target was okay, but for recruitment procedures, um, it, it was, we, couldn't, we couldn't adopt quotas, so we couldn't say that, or we have to hire a person from a BAME background because we have to reach a certain quota that yeah. would go against the Equality Act and is basically illegal. Um, but setting targets, however, they were quite forward with that. So in the next five years, in the ten, next 10 years, we would like to have a that rough number. We, to, we suggested, yeah. like, because the, um, uh, the, 
uh, student population, it's 30% BAME, that they should set mm-hmm. a target to in, five years, in five years' mm. time, say, ha- have 20 to 30% of staff yeah. from BAME background. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, the, adver- the advertising of the job, um, the job roles. So basically, at the time um, that we had the meeting, we noticed that there was a PE teacher position advertised on the school's website so we used that as an example um and we asked them so we have i've got a few points here so in the last um in the last basically in the last year there was at least there was the last uh, 10 roles that were advertised in the school including the um p1 there were 200 and there were 210 applications and out of those 210 applications, um, the hopeful teachers were able to fill out ethnicity forms. They weren't, uh, they weren't like a legal requirement, but I don't know if you guys, when you apply for jobs, you see that you can yeah, yeah. mention, you know, what you can mention, you know, your gender and your age and also your ethnicity out of the yeah. um, roughly 200 applications. There was about 130 um, ethnicity forms. 129 of the forms were white were filled out that they were white british two Mm -hmm. um said that they were black and four said that they were asian so you know it just shows you how how many black basically how many black and minority ethnicities aren't applying for the job roles um so we one of our solutions was to advertise in more bame communities and if yeah, that means yeah. going outside of the northeast, um, that they would have to adver- they they should advertise their job roles outside of the northeast, where there is a higher population of um, BAME because, hopeful teachers. Yeah, because all they ha- the only places that they advertised the job was online locally, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And then mm-hmm. um, okay. and the, on- the only uh, on a national level, the job was put in one national magazine. That was it. The T E S magazine. Yeah, and the okay, yeah. yeah. I'm with you, I know what that is. Yeah. I think yeah, that's important is that as well, because obviously when you're an adult, like it's quite normal and typical to move for your job and to want to find yeah. other places to live and other communities to explore. So it, by only putting it in your local and like in one mm. magazine, it doesn't really open up that avenue for other people to have those opportunities other than people from that local area and then how do people like people don't move typical some people do but I think more and more with this generation and future generations people move around a lot more and don't really stay in one place so I think it's really important that you have a way of ensuring that people are showing that people are welcome because you're not advertising anywhere else but your local one people are going to be a bit like well maybe I don't want to apply there because they're not do you know what I mean because they're not yeah, advertising exactly. in my area. So I think that's a really a really good point. And it's super easy to be like, well, they may, maybe they like don't want me there because they haven't really like shown that mm-hmm. that's what they stand for. And I think also the fact that they don't have any real re- representation of them um, being people within their staff sector would make it quite, quite difficult for somebody to find that appealing if they're mm-hmm. coming. So yeah. I think that that's something that they could also maybe into it. I mean, I'm, you probably suggested that. Another, there was another um, idea mm-hmm. that was put forward yeah. um, that the school would have events um, that would link with local unis in nice. Newcastle, like in the north, um, mm-hmm. so that 
you know, people come from all over the, the country to go to, to uni, like, you know, and other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, you could, the school could have um, events specific, specifically targeted to get BAME students from those schools who want to be teachers mm-hmm. um, in for like recruitment days or whatever, like whatever, whatever it is to. Because we, just, we, re- we, as um, recent graduates, we, re- we um, realize that, A, like you said, that, I don't know, more and more people are willing to move to yeah. different regions, especially in, like, even remaining in England, people would, it's, I don't see why somebody from the Northeast would have a problem or would be against, especially, you know, for a first job role, for a first salary mm-hmm. role, to move to Yorkshire, for example, or Greater yeah. Manchester, you know? Um, but like Lewis said, the local events, um, we, because the, because for me, for example, I can personally say that I didn't believe that BAME teachers could exist. Therefore, I didn't think in my head that being, mm-hmm. pursuing a profession in teaching was possible. However, it's not too late to tell students at a graduate level, especially oh, when yeah, they are Oh yeah, because they're post-grads, so yeah, when they're not to when go they, into teaching through that go into teaching through that um especially if say for example they're they've studied history and they're not exactly sure what they want to do maybe they could maybe if a local event was held with local universities they would realize that oh with this history degree and with a bit more qualifications yeah uh, there's not too late for me to be a teacher um and with the amount of the amount of universities and higher education facilities in the northeast um a few events in those um just a few few evening events in those um places you never know it could conjure up some ideas of be you know being people becoming teachers yeah. if not obviously not for the whole career um for the whole like you know job career but i don't know you never know yeah but it doesn't matter you can impact one child in one class and that's so productive exactly. i think that your teaching career is important for the daily like obviously it's great mm. to have like a 30-year career but like um yeah every child that you're teaching that you work with you impact them in some way whether you're aware of that or not but the chances are that children that you work with even though like maybe you've worked with a lot so you don't really remember them like 10 Mm. years later we'll still know your name i don't want to like cut this short but we're about to like the zoom's gonna run out so we're gonna stop and then we're gonna go back on and i'm just gonna cut this out cool (laughs) i'm I'm not not paying a lot of money so it's the same and it's the same information Okay, so just to wrap off the episode for this week, um, I guess, to, well, actually two questions. I said one to you, but it's actually two. Um, so first of all, what advice would you give to someone else who either is somebody that works in the education sector that's realized like, that they don't have BAME, I don't know, BAME co-workers, or if they are BAME, but they, there's no one else around them that is, or ex-pupils or pupils right now, what advice would you give them on like how to go about tackling um, challenge that's speak truth to power speak truth to power just raise hell cause anarchy is <laughs> <laughs> my opinion <laughs> no just um, that. that was lewis's words <laughs> not mine i'm taking no responsibility for that just you no know, but you do it, have to hold people accountable and yeah. be direct and mm-hmm. yeah get loud don't be don't be like passive with it. Don't like try and actually make some kind of change in your own life. 
directly rather than indirectly on social media, although that does help. Um, it, it does help. The social media but, thing does help, but if everybody did a little bit of an active thing yeah. mm-hmm. within their own community, within their schools, something, it would grow. Then it would just it would just grow. That's how things grow. It, it, like petitions do help, obviously, but you can be more direct. That's the role that you know the role that the rate that me and Lewis decided to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I I basically would exactly just say the same thing. You just have to get loud, both to a stu- both to a student, like advice to a student or a pupil. Um, a pupil can easily talk to other pupils of yeah. a BAME background, also not of a BAME background, and see if there is, you know, an issue that ev- it is an issue that everyone has. Um, the p- uh, teacher could easily do the same as well. They could talk. They just they would need to talk to their like superior, obviously. Um, but just don't get brushed aside. There are other organizations, networks outside of the school community mm-hmm. that could help you. Um, hopefully, me and Lewis are going to be part of that. I don't know. Or like something to do <laughs> I think with that. So. Is that like a for- <laughs> was what... that a foreshadow right there? <laughs> That's a foresh- well, they, well the, the, we never mentioned, but the meeting did end with um, me and Lewis are planning to go into the school, hopefully, because COVID, you know, hopefully lockdown will still be a thing. Um, we're planning to do a, another in-person meeting when mm-hmm. school term starts again here in England, which uh, we planned around September time, end of September, um, to basically create a progression ladder, just some something to go off, a, a map of something, what we're going to do with steps. Um, yeah. But that, yeah, that's what we nice. plan to do. Um, so we and Lewis, uh, we and Lewis have said we've said we haven't just signed this, made this petition. And sent it off to them and let them do it um not that we don't trust them but we are active and we do will remain you know yeah. we will continue to remain to be active um, and to be a part of in this school in particular we plan to be a part of their i don't know we haven't really got a name for it yet but yeah this bame progress this bame team thing yes <laughs> <laughs> team thing so team thing i don't know we need to come team up with a name very Team effective. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with a name. After. Nice. Um, just to end it off before you plug yourselves. Um, so what is your hope? Like, what's your ultimate goal for the future? I know it's a big question. Not in your life. Like, you can tell me that later. Like, for, for, um, for your old school in particular. Or I guess for education as a whole, if you want to be bold. Mm. <laughs> uh, I just, I would say to just set goals and achieve them like long-term goals and see some change within the system of Mm -hmm. that school especially and if it can if it can branch out to other schools around the region if something could happen with that that would be amazing and if it just like I guess like inspires anyone else to do it and to to hold their you know old schools accountable or different other other kinds of industries or in in the workplace any kind of workplace if it just inspires people to do something similar and we achieve the long-term goals that we're going to set out for the future then I think that I think that's just the overall goal isn't it Yeah, yeah I would completely agree same thing um just get obviously with this school in particular and schools in the region I guess the main you know blanket goal is to represent BAME's work the BAME workforce for the to represent the BAME pupils a lot of schools are having 20 30 percent of BAME pupils 
but their workforce is at one, two, max 5%. So we basically would like this school and other schools in the region to match their workforce. If not, if not identically, but at least slightly higher than what it is now or what it was mm-hmm. five years ago. Um, okay. And also, like Lewis said, to inspire other individuals to do the same thing or a similar thing to their current school, their old school. Yeah also in other industries or their work like in their workplace um because obviously if, if no one and if no one also, get about it, the other thing is to get like there to be like an internal groups within the schools the teachers yeah. that actually work mm. on um on, on the progression on, on, yeah, yeah yeah exactly oh nice. and increase um the amount of BAME staff in SLT roles, senior leadership team roles, because for example, this school has none. A lot of them, a lot of the arguments in the reports that we read were even if BAME staff were in the school, um, they felt like there was a glass ceiling, so they couldn't mm-hmm. progress further. Okay, they couldn't um, get so further like, up. Yeah, they couldn't get further up. So we would like to see more BAME staff, but then also in the senior leadership roles. Um, yes. Nice, yeah. perfect. I guess just to end off, um, plug yourselves. Like, where can people find you on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you have? Just your ads, uh, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. Oh, cool. Um, I guess you could um on Facebook, but yeah, you could you can if you want you can go on Instagram. Um, it's at three underscores Arthur and then another underscore, but it'll be like Kirsty said on the show notes. But yeah, just find me on Instagram if you would like to know more information. Or, but that's also where we'll I will be updating quite a bit of what's happening. So if you do yeah. want more, Arthur's a bit more. Act- yeah, Arthur's mm. a bit more active than me, like on <laughs> Instagram. But I still I still do occasionally post. So my my Insta's uh, Lewis Batty underscore. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then also, I feel like we have a website. So if there is more progression, I'm sure that we can find a way to get the information on the website so people can follow along that way as well if they don't have Instagram or things like that. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having us. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Okay, so Kirsty, just jumping in here to end off the episode for this week. Thank you so much again to Arthur and Lewis for coming on the podcast. Amazing boys, amazing things to say. Um, And I hope you all enjoyed this episode. We're just going to end off quickly with what I'm reading right now. As you know, this is a feature that we do every week. So this week I have been getting back into my audiobooks, getting back on Audible, and I have been listening to, I suppose, rather than reading. Um, Becoming by Michelle Obama and I'm really enjoying it and I cannot wait to check out her podcast and find out a little bit more about Michelle Obama so check that out and thank you so much for listening this week you can find Fancy Bleather on Instagram which is just at Fancy Bleather or on our website www.fancyableather.com thank you, have a nice week bye